When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And um, it's happened sometimes with Zoom. There's a couple second delay. So for everybody listening, uh, if we cut each other off or we talk at the same time, that's why. Because when I'm saying something, I don't think Dr. Albeck hears it for like five seconds. We have a little bit of a weird delay. But it's good because we're going to be doing question and answers today. So a delay doesn't really matter. But I know you are on a time limit today. I've got you for 60 minutes. So we will try to get to it for everyone that has for everyone that hasn't listened, we've done two episodes already, and the second one was about, first one was about Dr. Albeck's career and autism. The second one was exclusively about autism, and today we're going to go into some question and answers about autism for the average listener like myself. So with that, I know you're on a time limit, so I will start just right away with some of the questions. And so let's start with number one. What is the official definition of autism or ASD. Uh, to, to me, uh, first of all, I'd like to say hi, uh, hello to everybody who is going to listen to this uh, podcast. It's a big honor just to talk about this. I mean, thank you very much for your time. And, uh, of course. And to me, it's important because uh, you, you know you already told about this. My daughter is, is having autism. And of course, it took me many, many years to study it myself. And based on my medical background, looks like I found some interesting things uh, we need to discuss and we need to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. I read several articles, and at some point, I understood that uh, whatever number of articles you publish, nobody is going to pay much attention. And because everybody who is working in the field is having his or her own own project agenda and all things I mean and they would be focusing just on things they are doing and in many cases I mean just I'm not saying they're doing something wrong because uh, autism is such a complex let me say and a multifaceted uh, disorder uh, that's why for example whatever people do they would find some appropriate area in which they would say okay it's a possible symptom or possible cause, let me say, possible pathogenesis of this uh, very uh, complex, but at the same time, I would say, very uh, tragic disease. When I say tragic, uh, I'm saying that all parents who are having uh, autistic kids, they are uh, having a completely different life. Their life is not becoming normal now uh, after they have a child with diagnosis. Uh, everything's getting different. Uh, parents are going to different places. I mean, just uh, different, uh, trying to use different treatments, uh, different centers, and just many, many different things. And unfortunately, up to now, uh, autism is considered uh, incurable, or in some cases, even just uh, untreatable. And, uh, you know, just in order not to repeat what I'm saying about uh what I said before, uh, I'd like to tell uh, about several things. The official definition of autism. 
uh, autism, according to uh, some official definition, is uh, it's a neuro neurological disorder. Uh, it has three major areas where we, uh, I mean, uh, have diagnosis of autism or some other neurological disorder. First is uh, language abilities. I mean, just in this case, so-called verbal communication abilities. The, uh, in all kids, they impair. Uh, the second area actually is the area of social communication, non-verbal communication. In this case, it's, it's a second part. And the third part is uh, restrictive and repetitive behavior. These three things are considered uh, the major diagnostic uh, criteria for uh, diagnosing autism. Or now we call it uh, ASD, autism spectrum disorder. At the same time, uh, when we talk about uh, this official definition, sometimes we, we can find some uh, explanations, especially when we see it from some foundations, uh, autism foundations, some uh, uh, from NIH, some other institutions, CDC. It said this uh, autism is a neurological disorder, and they repeat what, what kind of uh, uh, symptoms uh, children usually have. And they say that it's a etiology is unknown. Uh, it's, uh, we see some gene involvement and we'll see some uh, environmental factors. Okay, and that's it. And then uh, when we start analyzing uh, scientific publications, we'll say it's not, we're not talking about hundreds, we're talking about thousands, tens of thousands of publications. Uh, you'd be amazed how many different studies have been done and are being done currently to, to show what autism is. Uh, but to make a story sh uh, long story short, many things we have in autistic kids, they, they are missing, let me say, in many studies. Uh, we don't uh, talk about much about uh, uh, many symptoms which relate to uh, sensory, uh, sensoric uh, problems or sensory problems, uh, uh, some uh, motor problems. We see, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, changes in uh, behavior. We see many things related to anger. I mean, uh, some uh, situations which we would call uh, hydrocosis or uh, misophonia and many, many other things. And just to be uh, short, uh, I would call it under this uh, neurological description, uh, there are so many different signs and symptoms of this condition. Uh, in this case, I would call it uh, not a neurological, I would call it a systemic disorder, because we can see uh, signs and symptoms and uh, see pathogenesis from uh, actually all fields, and we see changes in all organs. So only difference, as I say, some kids are showing one set of symptoms, some other kids will show some other symptoms. Some of them are overlapping, some of them are completely different. This is first. This is, uh, from this point, autism is absolutely unique. There is no single uh, disorder or, uh, I would say, disease which would have such a huge number of different, different symptoms, clinical manifestations, uh, so many different things which would be considered Geologic factors or factors of pathogenesis. That's why I would call it a systemic uh, disease, uh, which actually is not just neurological. It, it has uh, 
some endocrine uh, symptoms for, from the endocrine system, from nervous system, from the immune system. I mean, and uh, I would call it, let me say, uh, the, uh, this is a disorder of, uh, uh, I wouldn't say destroy, but I would say uh, imbalanced, uh, imbalanced homeostasis uh, in all organs, systems, and even cells of the body. Could you say that the only thing it, it's unique, it's comparable to cancer in that cancer is a very large umbrella term for something that can affect every part of the body in the different ways with different stages and different states of, uh, I guess, metastasism. Is it similar to that? No? Uh there is some uh, I mean, similarity, but from a different point. Okay. Uh, first, when we say cancer, actually, it's uh, everybody thinks, okay, cancer is a tumor. But cancer is not a tumor itself. Uh, I would call it uh, a neoplastic disease. It means uh, uh, cancer is just kind of a combination, we could say, of certain condition, for example, which started many, many years ago, and finally, uh, I mean, having a specific tumor in one another organ from one another tissue. Uh, in terms of autism, we are talking about uh, something different, uh, but with many, many different, uh, with many similarities. Autism is a condition which is not affecting the specific uh, nerves or brain, uh, it's, let me say, it's a disorder of everything. Okay. But in terms of the stars, and when, when the stars, let me say, it's, it's a completely different story. It's, it should be discussed, let me say, in great detail. Okay. Okay. Now, <clears throat> so the second major question is, is, you said, is there something, is there something missing? with autism? Is it, is it a lack, is it an absence of something, an absence of a gene or a, or a metabolic process or something, or as just said with cancer, cancer is more of a, uh, something gone rogue in the actual like, replication process. And you know, Tommy, uh, you can imagine in, uh, let me say, in our cells we have, in each tissue, we have uh, DNA, uh, I mean, the DNA actually is partly, I mean, the same. But the problem is what kind of changes are taking place in one another, I mean, cell or another organ, this is a completely different story. Um, when we talk about uh, this particular condition, um, what, what we have missing, I wouldn't even say missing, uh, I would say many things are pretty well known. And uh, if, for example, we read articles uh, from different institutions, uh, different and many, many actually universities, uh, very famous, let me say, very prominent universities, uh, they have their own autism initiatives. Uh, they do many things in terms of trying to understand what kind of damage to brain, in case of autism, what kind of changes, what kind of neurotransmitters, and many, many things. Research actually is practically everywhere. The only thing which has not been done, let me say, try a, a kind of institution, let me say, or group of 
good physicians uh, from different fields and uh, different institutions uh, trying to collect all, let me say, just different studies. And as soon as we collected, let me say, and built a, a kind of, I would say, a logical uh, description of autism, uh, you'd be amazed how many is already known, uh, but for some reason it has not been used with actual treatments. Yeah. This, this is the most uh, uh, difficult things for me to understand, thing for, for me to understand. You know, it's uh, what I'm saying, uh, because uh, if somebody wants to know, or some institution wants to know about autism, this institution should, uh, should collect all the information available and do a good uh, uh, analytical study and, for example, to put uh, all these dots together and connect these dots. And specifically, uh, this type of study would require, uh, I mean, people who are studying in biology, people who are studying neonatology, uh, then studying uh, brain development, I mean, specific from, let me say, from the moment of being an embryo, or, let me say, to the formation of fetus, let me say, and to, uh, to a child uh, to be born. And uh, we need to know, uh, we need to have the knowledge of immunologists, uh, neurologists of in different fields, molecular biologists, geneticists, and uh, I mean, and uh, physiologists, brain physiologists, let me say, and general physiologists, endocrinologists, gastroenterologists, and pathologists, and all things that we say, just many things have been already published. And you know, but uh, people are trying to go deeper in each field. But you know, but the information which is already available, if somebody do, uh, does this, this work and somebody finds it, we say, huge projects, and okay, guys, what do you get together? And just based, let me say, on your particular knowledge, uh, you get into the same room for a month, for a year, for example, and start connecting dots. Because many things which are happening, they're happening on the border uh, between different, uh, different sciences, medical sciences. This is, this is the case. And as soon as for this work is done, we say it's absolutely possible at this point build a model of autism. And this model would show us where we have, let me say, the places when we need to have interventions. And uh, first, not to let it appear, uh, not to let it develop. I mean, just after uh, uh, being born, let me say, and stop at a certain point of child development even in some cases, uh, treating some people who are already adults. This is the case. This is missing. I mean, because it's, it's a multifaceted, multi-science, let me say, uh, multi-medical field. I mean, uh, disease, and it's one of the only things we can, we can do together. I mean, combining all this knowledge, let me say, and it's, believe me, maybe it's not a good word, believe me, because it's, uh, being a scientist, you shouldn't use this yeah. term. <laughs> And collect, uh, collect this information, uh, build a very great database that we set put together. Kind of, I mean, maybe at this point it's necessary just to involve some uh, uh, information technology people because all this knowledge, let me say, just this, uh, all those are very, very, uh, I mean, known and connectable. In this case, I mean, just as soon as we do this, and actually, this is what I use, of course, I'm alone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have no agency, uh, support from anybody. Everything I do, I'm taking kids, being a physician in these countries where I'm licensed. licensed. In this case, I see the results. I mean, this is even even with my limited bit because uh, for a single person to to all, to connect all dots, let me say it's 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 a big problem. Even with this situation, I can say, okay, guys, even a month, I can give you the first results. I mean, of treatment. This, this is the would you would you oops would you be able to if you had more resources? Is that something where you think you could you could make a a more profound impact on autism is it a is it a manpower limitation is it a money limitation is it a time limitation or is it all of the above i would say you know there are many factors uh but what what in many different uh, fields of medicine what what i notice sometimes let me uh, let me put this way because it's without blaming anybody Many physicians are becoming, let me say, kind of uh, representatives of big pharma. What they do, I mean, just, uh, uh, and I know how it works, for example, just as uh, there was even some study to analyze how a physician would start prescribing one or another medication after getting to a conference someplace, let me say, into, uh, to, in the Caribbean, for example, mm-hmm. base, I mean, with the family and uh, listening to some description of a new medication and this new medication is getting is getting uh, treatment and the physician even would notice that he or she is prescribing more medication after this kind of event this is this is just one of hundreds of different stories i mean just because conflict of interest actually is a big deal yeah. we need to be this is a big problem i would say according to some publications 70 uh 80, even 90 percent scientists, they have conflict, even they don't mention it. They, they don't mention it. This is the case. In this case, when we talk about this, it's a matter of uh, even not uh, money, because I'm not asking for money. I'm asking just, uh, for example, if I have the chance uh, to have uh, a medical center uh, who would say, okay, guys, we understand, uh, okay, understand what you say and uh, we give you a chance to present everything with, with the results of the actual treatments because it's, it's not study uh, it's not a study it's not a clinical trial because i'm not treating autism per se i'm treating underlying conditions and uh, for all these conditions we have already everything which is already approved by fda and we, we can use them easily in this case to have 100 200 300 500 1000 i mean children and just and funding from this institution just for these children i mean just and to i mean regular clinical trial or, or not even clinical trial we can have just regular treatment wouldn't without treating uh virtual autism would treat underlying conditions and we'll see what, what kind of results we have if after two three months of treatment you see some kids let me say uh, they all lose sensory problems, they start uh, getting interested in, uh, in 
some of the kids, some peers, this type of things. Uh, people, I mean, kids uh, who didn't speak or this is trying to speak first words. Very simple. Uh, then in three, four months, they will try to connect, let me say, simple words into simple sentences, let me say. And then, for example, we start moving ahead and this uh, involvement of, uh, I mean, therapists and rehabilitation people would be especially important at this point because they start healing now. They start feeling now. Uh, they start seeing now. They start doing what they were not able to do before. In this case, uh, this uh, it's, uh, I'm getting this. You remember I told you about how, how many how many uh, emails, texts uh, I'm getting mm-hmm. from parents every day, hundreds. Just for some details, I mean, just at night. Uh, I mean, uh, consulting some some parents. It's uh, sorry, look like I told you, sorry, uh, a few thousand kids already, and uh, each kid would require about five to ten consultations. It means, first, uh, I'm already uh, already heard about uh, ten or fifteen thousand consultations. I mean, you can imagine. How many kids I saw, uh, how many things uh, uh, we use for treatment, because everything is beautiful now. In this case, what is necessary, in my opinion, is uh, we need to have somebody who is not, um, I would say, prejudged, who is not, uh, for example, who is having an open vision, who is not talking about his or her very normal field, a field of interest, but that's what we have. I'm sorry to say this, even the best universities. You know, they, would, they do great research. But you know, if research is going and they feel saying, okay, we know that this neurotransmitter is uh, overexpressed and this is uh, uh, suppressed, and, uh, it's great research. But, you know, but uh, they all know, okay, they make, let me say, some progress. But if we go this way, even in 20, 30, 50 years, we wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to find solutions. It's a problem. Do you think that... Before, I would say, everything is so simple. I mean, this, I, cannot, I cannot comprehend why people don't try to do it. You think, you think that you could, you think that if you had a, a center, a medical center to show a wide enough trial with a large enough sample size that you could if by doing that because like you said it's off the shelf medications you don't need some expensive billion dollar three phase clinical trial you don't need any of that you just you need you you need the you need the time and space to to prove yourself you need it's a science fair and you got to show your you got to show your findings if I'm understanding you. Then this is a very, very different way. You know, even some people say, okay, it's, uh, uh, it's the wrong way uh, to do it. Uh, but to me, it's, it's a principle. You know, to me, it's not uh, to prove my uh, my approach or something like this. It's, uh, it's my understanding having a daughter with autism. It's my understanding what parents are going through. This is, you know, just people who are not familiar with this. I mean, just, they cannot even imagine what's happening to the parents. I mean, just years and years, let me say, of tra- uh, tragic life. You see, just where in the family everybody suffered. 
in this case, and uh, what is, you know, without blaming anybody, of course, I'm not in a position to blame, but you know, but when we see so many scientists, so many billions of funding that we said due to, uh, to different uh, universities, foundations, and sometimes I think, okay, whether these uh, people have seen this real autism, when they talk about something different, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit not very close to real autism. But real autism is completely different because they talk about some pathways, they talk about some molecular changes, they talk about, I mean, uh, neurotransmitter differences, they talk about neuron, is a neuron, neuron dislocation, everything's correct. You know, but uh, it's, it's, it's a part of story. It is a kind of resultant thing, let me say, from completely different trigger. This is what uh, people mean. And I'm not saying about just on my behalf in this particular case. I'm talking about uh, for hundreds of scientists who have already published uh, a number of articles explaining how it starts. This is uh, the biggest uh, tragedy in this case. And not just, uh, it's always happening in science. You remember last time I told you. Uh, because when people are thinking about just within their own, I mean, uh, kind of pattern of interest, I would say, they would never accept any other view. If you put together somebody who is a neurologist, he or she is studying some, let me say, some neuro specific neurons, for example, mirror neurons, and they would be studying this and happy, getting funding, that life is good. Somebody in the same field would be studying the connectivity of neurons. He or she would be great because what they do is absolutely correct. But you know, just if we start analyzing all these pieces, we would find not hundreds, thousands of differences in metabolic pathway, in uh, genes expression or suppression, or we we'll discuss whether it's a genetic disease or epigenetic disease. As I can give you an example. A recent study involving about 18,000 children and uh, a, a, a group has done, let me say, some analysis of uh, gene expression or suppression, say, some kind of genetic changes. What they found out, about 1,000 genes, uh, genes are changed. 1,000. But you know, when they tried, let me say, just to, uh, to compare them, they found just five which would have more or less statistical error, say, uh, um, didn't have statistical error. You know, it means even just even just in this case, uh, we are not talking about 100% uh, case that these genes are obligatory for, for autism. You know, just in this case, is whatever research you uh, take a look, you would see, I mean, uh, many differences. The only thing which is, in my opinion, when we talk about this, maybe I'm using something which is not clear to all listeners. You know, just we, we talk about uh, um, what, what kind of, what's happening to, to the genes, whether it's a genetic disease or it's epigenetic disease. Okay. There's a new term, relevant term called epigenetic. Epigenetic doesn't mean, for example, the disease is inherited. That's why, let me say, all these previous, let me say, statements about genetic disease, actually, they're not correct at this point of time. We talk about uh, uh, 
We talk about genes, some genes involved in this disease. But why nobody would think about this? When we talk about cancer, we know genes, genes are involved. Infectious disease, acute infections, genes are involved. We talk about liver disease, genes are involved, and so on and so forth. But we don't argue that all our diseases will have even just old flu is genetic. Uh, because in, in all cases, we have uh, is over expression or suppression of genes. But if you go this way, guys, I'm saying that it's just all diseases. Even I, I mean, uh, put my hands up and down. Okay, my genes start start acting. Mm-hmm. Some genes uh, express. I mean, at that moment, but doesn't mean, for example, just in just because everything we do is based, let me say, on the changes the changes in our genes. Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. It's that's that's clear what I'm saying. You know, uh, because coming back to the, the, uh, this, um, yes, if we had not just me, I mean, just people who are thinking this way, physicians, thinking this way, and having, I mean, just a few people, this is provable easily. Even just if, if there was interest, uh, you know, again, what, what I'd like to say, it's not a matter for my, uh, it's not a matter of money for me, because, uh, my CEO of our company, and we discussed in the left committee, we discussed these uh, things together. And the only thing we came together, I mean, just in terms of opinion, uh, that for us, it cannot be business under any circumstances. I mean, just because it's it's our obligation, let me say, as people, something, help other families. In this case, uh, I mean, the only things would be required because we're having our salaries, I mean, just we, we do some other work unrelated to and for us, let me say, just to find somebody who would say, okay, guys, some, some, somebody needs to do something. That, that's the case. Otherwise, I mean, just uh, the number of, uh, of families having autism is dramatically increasing. We're going to see a big difference uh, after this uh, COVID. Moms who got uh, COVID infection in the first trimester and the beginning of the second trimester would be given, not all of them, but many of them would be given birth to, uh, to, or to kids having autism or having uh, cerebral palsy. That's what we're going to face. Because we know now a number of publications talking about herpes virus, herpes 1 and 2, talking about cytomegalovirus, virus, uh, uh, congenital rubella virus, uh, Zika virus, I mean, uh, then uh, Lyme disease is a bacterium, mycoplasma, which is just because a number of infectious agents which are playing a role, let's say, in a possible uh, development of autism, this number, let me say, is growing. But do we hear anything about this? I mean, this at an age with, without blaming anybody. I mean, uh, again, uh, at an age, we have two great institutions. I mean, just there are many, but for example, it's the Institute of Mental, uh, Mental, Mental Health, National Institute of Mental Health. Mm-hmm. They study autism. They do great study, no question about it. But they are focused on neurological things. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And I was going through like, the list of, of uh, I mean, research, zero studies on, uh, I mean, a possible role of chronic infection and inflammation in autism development, zero. This is how, how we're going to solve the problem, let me say. 
the major institutions of the country uh, have no, I mean, it's, it's no idea uh, that it should, should be done by them. Do you, do you so, think that, sorry, sorry, I know, I know there's, a, there's a delay, so sorry for interrupting. Do you think that the very thing you're saying, that money is not an issue, do you think that is why this isn't getting attention? Because there's not a killing to be made. I mean, is that, I mean, we know, right, with the Sackler family and Oxycontin, we know that they would fly doctors out to their conferences, like you were saying. They would go visit them and be like, hey, you know, the doctors would get, you know, free cruises and free airfare and hotel and, you know, platinum cards and just make sure you prescribe some Oxycontin. We know the Sackler family did that. There's a great book called Pharma by Gerald Posner all about it. We know that that is an incentive. We know that Pfizer had to pay the biggest fine in FDA history, the $2.3 billion fine in 2009 for skewing clinical uh, trials and, and, and uh, censoring results. We know that that is a thing that has happened in the past and it's probably happening right now and will probably happen long after you and I are gone. It's just the human condition. Could that very thing be the fact that money is not a a factor in this do you think that the dark truth could be that that's maybe it's not that it's being suppressed so much as these companies are i mean they're private corporations are they looking at it and they're going they're looking at dr ken albeck and they're going oh it's all off the shelf treatment there's no money to be made could that be the sad truth tell me what you said uh... Uh, I didn't mean to say this, but you asked the question, and uh, I will definitely answer it. Uh, you know, being in the field uh, of uh, pharmaceutical development, I mean, in the field of biopharmaceuticals, bioproducts, it's, it's not a big secret to anybody, because uh, as soon as a new company is getting approval from FDA, they will start uh, uh, getting big bucks, explaining that they, they spend so much money and that they, they'll be selling some product uh, for, for, big, for a very big bucks, for very big bucks. But the problem is, in many cases, I mean, many things, I can give you just a simple example. Uh, I don't remember the, the drug we're talking about, um, either it's uh, Genomed or, or Junedia. I mean, two drugs, let me say, for, for diabetes. And you notice uh, the cost, I don't remember how much it would cost now, but it was about 20 years ago. It was uh, a month treatment would cost about $800 after, looks like five or 800 after insurance uh, pays the rest. But you know, uh, but this, one of these drugs, it's just a combination of two drugs, very old drugs. I mean, this is metformin, let me say, it looks like it's black azit or glimipride, combined together into one, but if you take a look at uh, metformin and uh, glimepiride, you would cost, uh, we would uh, pay about mm, 30 bucks a month. In case of this, you would pay 800, 800 bucks. And a, a recent story, just it's, uh, maybe it's uh, still developing, it's uh, so interesting to me. Because I'm using, and uh, it's still sustained. Uh, uh, a very good uh, anti-inflammatory supplement. Yeah, I see. Uh, but do you know what's happening now? 
know, as soon as, uh, I mean, just, uh, people start eating uh, more knowledge about NSL sustain, FDA uh, published a warning oh, that, yeah, that nobody can use it because it will be some company uh, found the way to use NSL sustain to treat some condition. Now it's becoming drug. I mean, just if we paid, let me say, for uh, 100 pills, for example, we paid uh, 20 bucks. Now we'll be paying for this, we'll be paying 2,000 bucks. Jesus. Uh, this is the case. I mean, just, you, you know, just, uh, I know my wife told me just to, don't try to pay money for it. But, you know, so sometimes, sometimes I, I cannot understand this, you know, because for autism, we don't need anything new. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, guys. Every drug is already available. All supplements are already well. Just guys take it from a shower and start using period. And that's why you would never get let me say any funding let me say from a pharma company. You would never get interested in any big institution or university because they have their own funding, let me say uh, uh, millions of dollars from different places, especially parents who are having uh, artistic kids being rich, let me say they would pay big bucks and uh, I've known for so many institutions. But when I say, okay, guys, for treatment, it's easy. You use this and this and this. One month, next month, you use this. And then two months, you'll see first results. Okay, guys. <laughs> and, and any uh, discussion I'm having is, let's stop at this point. Say, okay, well, let's get together and never appear again. Maybe you should... <sighs> Maybe you should combine the drugs and create your own drug. And you could call it like Alabex, but then you you make the patent free. Tony, uh, already patented it, and said, "Okay, guys, it's it's uh, it's a for free use." I'm publishing all this information you say, on uh, my Facebook. Maybe because my, my patients are. Uh, because uh, my diploma is Soviet Union diploma, it's working with myself for 15, for 15 countries or so, the former Soviet Union. I published everything in the Russian, I'm saying, okay, this is first, this is second, third. I'm giving uh, webinars in the Russian. I'm explaining, let me say, situations, one and another thing should, should be used. And just a number of people are doing this. So the only problem, as usual, I'm telling you, because now so many physicians in those countries, they're saying they, they, uh, they work with me and they know the treatment, and they start charging me bucks. I'm saying, guys, don't believe it because I'm, I'm not charging you anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like this is a case of maybe you just have to keep doing what you know works, and eventually the results will speak for themselves and it will, it will come out, right? It's eventually you'll learn, people will learn that. You know, it's like working out. Right. Like I work out every day. Eventually you learn when you work out, you don't need $10,000 of supplements. You don't need a personal trainer. Go get some dumbbells, go on YouTube, find a regimen, eat some eggs, drink some milk, you know, stay away from candy, get some sleep, take a multivitamin. And that's about it. Stay hydrated. Eventually the truth speaks for itself. So this might be, unfortunately, it might be a case where you just have to keep doing what you're doing and the results will speak for themselves. It might take a year. It might take 30 years. But it, perhaps it's that's already, the case. It's already 13 or 14 years. I mean, this is 
What you know, again, it's, I cannot say uh, 13 years ago or 14 years ago, I knew what I, I know now. Yeah. Because things are like this. You know, it's, 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 it's uh, days and nights of reading, analyzing, to get some information. I just, and uh, after attempting to publish articles, I realized, okay, well, my, uh, my articles are among hundreds of thousands of others. In this case, and I thought, okay, what's more important to me? Uh, just to be recognized uh, as somebody, I mean, as uh, in terms of scientific studies, or I need to help uh, as many as possible people. And I thought uh, the second uh, thing would be much more important. But at the same time, uh, what is disturbing or even troubling to me, uh, being a father and uh, of a daughter with autism, was much better nowadays, but in the, the treatment was established a few years ago. Before it was, I mean, everything absolutely unknown. And I can imagine how many parents are suffering now. And uh, this is, I'm ready to share this knowledge. I mean, just, um, just when uh, some people here in the United States are coming to me, I'm saying, guys, I'm sorry, but I have no license. I cannot treat, but I can give you a recommendation. And you go to your physician and, for example, explain everything. And if your physician, let's say, is, I mean, uh, smart enough, let me say, or even good understanding, or uh, understands the logic, in this case, you wouldn't have a problem. But so far, uh, one of 10 or one of 20 would say, yes, there is logic. Okay, let's try this. Others would say, no, 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 just wait on the you spoke last time about someone that that I that I like, Joseph Lister, right? And how there's a great book called The Butchering Art by Lindsay Fitzharris, which goes all into the history of Joseph Lister, and uh, what you know, what he did. It was like, hey, I think we should be like disinfecting our tools, right? I think we should be cleaning the area of operation. I think we should be, and people laughed at him. They said he was a quack. They said he was crazy. But eventually, you you can't hide the truth. When his patients started surviving, when the average like survival rate was five percent, and his survival rate was like seventy five percent, eventually, it and for him, you know, it took it took like fifty years. But eventually, it if if the effects are real, you know, like you know, like the 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 Earth revolving around the sun, or or the Earth being round. I mean, eventually despite the best efforts of people who want to keep their head in the sand, eventually you cannot hide the truth, especially with science. It, it does when it's a natural thing, when it's the laws of, of medicine or physics or whatever, eventually it will come out and it cannot be hidden. So, and then I know that's kind of like a, a cheap answer, but I mean, history is on your side, Dr. Albeck. If you show this works, it, it maybe not in our lifetimes, maybe we won't see it. Maybe it will. Maybe I'm optimistic, but maybe it won't. It will eventually come out. You know, to me, it's it's interesting uh, to me from a different point. There is no necessity for me to wait. I mean, for many years. I'm not young, uh, but you know. But I see nonsense. You look great. I see all all the cases, and once I asked all moms, 
We just go around treatment or went through treatment. Would you be interested to disclose your names, your kids, and your sons? You know, because it's not it's not a clinical trial. Uh, they say yes. And uh, sometimes they say, okay, without my name, some even parents say, okay, just if you want to uh, videotape it, of course you do it. But you know, again, it's a medical ethics. Uh, I, I cannot do this. Uh, but uh, if somebody is interested, I mean, just it's possible to show all this. And especially, you know, just this type of thing, let me say, is not pro- uh, patentable. You know, from this point, it's patentable. But uh, there are some things, for example, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, make money on money for, okay? Uh, this is, uh, this, uh, because this is a tragedy. It's, it's a huge epidemic now. And this case to help all these parents, to help all these children, and say it's, it's, a, it's a physician's obligation. That's why I'm thinking not about something. I'm doing what, what, what I can do now. I mean, is how much and how long, I mean, how many kids would, would survive? Because some of, some of them are getting normal uh, uh, neurotypic. And they are moving, others are moving to, towards. It's quite a long, uh, I mean, treatment. It would take about from six to 12 months, but at the same time, there is nothing dangerous in this treatment. I mean, just because all things are having either uh, approved by FDA for certain conditions, and we are not even talking about off-label treatment. We talk about infection. What's, what would you use for infections, right? We talk about viral infections. We know what should be used. We talk about CIBA, uh, CFO, and EMA. We know how it can be treated even. I mean, just, and we know uh, what kind of uh, things would work for these conditions. And if we have inflammation, let me say some other things, of course, we know how it can be treated. Some people say, okay, guys, we have some change in the brain, but we shouldn't forget, and people who are studying uh, uh, neurobiology of brain, they know what uh, uh, neuroplasticity is, and neurogenesis is. It means, for example, brain is still developing after we are 20, 25 years old. It's, it's, it's can, it can rebuild itself. In this case, where there is no necessity for us to intervene, we say after we start treatment, maybe just to support if there is some overproduction of some uh, uh, neurotransmitter or uh, some other things, of course. We know what it means, for example, but it should be done after we take, uh, take away inflammation, take away uh, immune system damage, take away all the things which keep this kids, let me say, from getting better. That's it. And in this case, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic from the point that uh, uh, the United States is the most, Great Britain, the most conservative countries. And in my opinion, some uh, best story happened to us in the 60s, actually, is so-called evidence-based medicine. Not because it took away uh, uh, medical reasoning, critical reasoning from us. In this case, a balance of two things evidence-based and critical uh, uh, reasoning for physicians. We said two things which come together. As soon as we understand this and start applying evidence-based, let me say, with critical thinking, we said everything will become different.
first of all, you look very young, so I don't want to hear you say I'm not young. You look fantastic. It's, I've got you for 13 more minutes, so let's jump to the next question. We still have a lot of questions. We'll have to do another one after this. What are the major, or what are the major studies in the field of autism, and is it a genetic disorder? And if not, what is it? But I feel like we've kind of touched on this already. Uh, a lot of studies have been done by different uh, institutions to study what kind of genes are involved in, uh, in autism development. Uh, a number of genes which are either or suppressed, let me say, or uh, expressed, let me say, is very large. Let me say. And from study to study, you would see, let me say, different, different, uh, different spectrums. And uh, in this case, uh, but at the same time, there are some genes you would see which would be either uh, responsible for some proteins uh, in the immune system, uh, then some other things, I mean, for neurotransmitter production and so on and so forth. Some of them structural, uh, for structural uh, things, for functional. In this case, I mean, this type of, from this point, this, it's a genetic disease. But the question is whether it's inherited or not. This is a big, big thing. And nobody was able to prove that uh, there is a single gene or set of genes would be absolutely typical for autism. It means from this point, it's not genetic. Uh, but, okay, what kind of explanation? In this case, we're talking about there are many other things. Mutilation, like I said, kind of doubling, gene doubling, and so on and so forth. And it's clear that uh, it's a matter of Epigenetics. Epigenetics it means, for example, when it's not a matter of uh, uh, DNA itself, it's a matter of some things which actually is not a sequence of uh, genes. It's mutilation for DNA, DNA mutilation, for example, it's epigenetics, and the mutilation, mutilation thereof. And it usually happens when we talk about some other factors involved. In this case, which involve. Uh, which you call uh, environmental. But what kind of environmental factors? Some people say heavy metal, some people say so on, so on, so But in just whatever you do, finally we come to the single thing, inflammation. Inflammation and oxidative stress. They are attacking uh, our genes. But where this inflammation is coming from? It comes, let's say, from Intoxication, for example, heavy metal intoxication. But at the same time, I mean, uh, the, the biggest number of cases, it would be either bacterial or viral, or fungal or misinfection. They are in this chronic infection. And uh, from, the, from this point, uh, I would add something in terms of treatment. And I'm always saying, okay, guys, uh, if you have this situation, and we have a kind of constant, let me say, uh, pressure on our on genome, and factors which are playing a role, let me say, quite well known, what would you use for, let me say? Some people say, okay, we need to use anti-inflammatory medications. But okay, you can use them, but you still have, let me say, this infection, the chronic form. And, and in this case, they say, okay, maybe... Uh, some, so we need to use some short-term antibiotic treatment. I'm saying, okay, guys, seven days, 14 days? They say, yes. But do you know that uh, this short-term treatment actually results in a huge number of chronic bacterial infections? This is, let me say, our approach 
We did it. We did it ourselves. Notice when it was said, okay, okay, you can take this antibiotics or something for three days, five days, and so on and so forth, what you do? You create antibiotic resistance. This is because uh, the bacteria which are able to survive short term, they become resistant and they to longer treatment. That's what we have. In this case, when, uh, okay, it's not genetic, it's uh, epigenetic. And it's obvious we have some factors. Uh, which are involved, involved in, say, in inducing inflammatory condition and resilient stress. Some people say, okay, okay, how about uh, uh, other steps? What's happening afterwards? As soon as we have um, say, these changes, I mean, just of course, because we're dealing with the developing brain, because all the things taking place, let me say, in, in the period, let me say, of uh, uh, when a child is still in a womb. It's informal, it's, it's a fetus. In this case, when they have, let say, constant pressure from this, let say, the brain is developed in different way. And again, the study is available. This guy says, open this. Many publications about inflammation in the brain. Many publications say that the brain size is bigger, so-called called proliferative inflammation, productive inflammation. I mean, this is, uh, we see, uh, for example, how some areas of, of the brain have to see a bigger number of neurons, some areas, smaller number of neurons. And for each child, these areas are different, or concentrations are different. That's why some people say they have specific, I mean, talents, because the connectivity is higher in certain areas. If it's this area, we say, is responsible for some for creativity, that's what we see. At the same time, people say, okay, it's great, it's autism. But then they ask, I'm saying, okay, guys, take a look with me at other things. All these child is suffering. And if somebody is having uh, this, uh, uh, I mean, uh, very uh, serious connectivity in certain area, we can get with the problems with sensory system. This is what's happening. Again, that's what I said before. This research is taking place. Guys, it's clear. Uh, if you have such a big number of different symptoms and information in different fields, difference in connectivity, whatever article you read, you will see some difference in connectivity. That's what, in this case, there is no specific pattern. That, okay, we have this all the time. But there is only pattern we have, the only one, is information. The only thing which can uh, cause problems in developing and developing brain is inflammation. Some, some people say it's, uh, you know, I'm sorry for using a specific term, microglia activation. But microglia activation and neuroinflammation, same things with some small difference. And it looks like microglia activation actually is kind of confusing people. Because microglia activation is, uh, I mean, the result resulted, you see, in the production of some pro-inflammatory cytokines and some pleiotrophic cytokines. Uh, pro-inflammation is doing the same things. In this case, just the same case. So let's, let's remove a microreactivation. It's just it's a small part of neuroinflammation. There are many other things. And let's say open the case. It's neuroinflammation. It's oxidative stress. They are attacking our genes. The genes are I mean, uh, some of them are over, uh, expressed, some of them suppressed, and we see it's 
was brilliantly developed of the change in taking place during this time. And when people say, okay, guys, uh, but why wouldn't we see this make the afterbirth? Afterbirth, there is no brain per se, as a, a normal brain exists. This is the case because uh, he's uh, born with this thing was completely empty. I mean, there are no uh, neural networks, neural connections. So, so there are several areas in the, in the area of brainstem when we have everything will be well established. Because we breathe, we have heart beating. I mean, things, for example, which have absolutely necessary And, but same time, we're talking about some other areas, starting from uh, kind of middle brain, midbrain and up. And these areas are responsible for sensory systems, responsible for, I mean, actually higher neurological activities. And if uh, a normal child is developing, let me say, normal connect connectivity, and uh, he or she is developing normal if we have these informations that these channels are not able to develop regular connections. And connectivity is different. And in, because of inflammation, let me say, just uh, remember I told you about the number of neurons we have. Some neurons still viable, some of them, let me say, yeah, in these conditions. But what is important to say, maybe something uh, uh, scientists would listen to it, because uh, this. Some people say that the brain is big, about 23% bigger than normal brain. And initially we see some uh, liquid uh, in many cases, but then we see just big brain, and some people thought it was a kind of edema. But then there was a study saying, okay, guys, it's, it shouldn't be edema because we have, let say, big number of neurons still being, let's say, in the brain, the number of neurons, let me say, is much bigger uh, than supposed to be by certain age. In this case, it's, uh, and of course, nobody can answer the question. No, to say, okay, I, I know this for sure, of course, I cannot say this, but we shouldn't forget many people who studied inflammation, they know about a certain condition which is called proliferative inflammation or hyperplastic changes. Hyperplasia actually is a situation when we have a big number of same, I mean, normal cells in the same certain organs. And hyperplasia, hyperplasia can be everywhere. I would call the condition hyperplasia of the brain or certain parts of the brain. This is the case. I mean, as you proceed from this, I mean, and start treating uh, infection and inflammation, we will start seeing something already very fast. And many connectivities, I would say, we see in the, in the kids. Because, because uh, it's homeostasis. As soon as we remove this, let me say, we start reconnecting things. We break, let me say, pathological connections. And neurons will start, let me say, creating new connections. And that's what we see. We see they're changing. And with clinical changes, I mean, just how they see, how they look, I mean, how they hear, how this, some kids who couldn't even walk start riding bicycles, it's absolutely impossible for autistic And it means it's not just uh, I mean, kind of improvement. Uh, all these new skills are 
Absolutely, yeah. No, and for everybody listening, uh, Dr. Albeck has to has to cut off at three. He's uh, got some prior obligations, and we, as always, you and I just ended up talking, and we didn't get through all the questions. We will get through all the questions, and we keep doing episodes because I think, at the very least, at the core of it, at least from what I see, is what I can do. Is not being a physician and not being as brilliant as you are, not nearly as brilliant as not brilliant at all, really. Is what I can do is provide a platform, and so I think as long as we keep doing episodes. I don't see how this can result in anything but good, as long as we can push this forward. Tommy, if, if, if I may, it's, it's hard for me to believe that uh, we would get uh, a big university interested. I think you know, they, they usually have their own initiatives, I mean, uh, they have their own studies, scientists in certain fields. But whomever is interested, I mean, this is, uh, if I may, I will say through you, guys, if you have a chance to find a doctor, say a professor who understands all things, I would be happy to share all this information because to me, it's, it's not a matter of, I mean, fame or something like this, because there is no fame. Sure. The only thing I let me say, I collected all together and and that's it. I mean, just, I don't think it's necessary to have a big brain for this. Yeah. Nonsense. Uh, Nonsense. You're brilliant. But I would be happy to share. I mean, this, this is, in my opinion, uh, if someday, uh, some parents, I can, you know, just, I can talk to some, some of my uh, patients. They will speak in Russian, but you will have an interpreter. They will tell about the results of treatments. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, just, uh, I'll send I'll send a text to to, to all this. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's, uh, an American, uh, I mean, uh, uh, podcast. But you know, just uh, we'll find somebody who is, uh, I mean, trained in interpreter, and they would tell. I mean, just uh, I'll tell. Okay, okay, we need to have twenty, thirty of this uh, uh, one hundred, fifteen uh, hundred to uh, two thousand. People, or whatever number and you you decide to select okay okay yeah so right now there's i think there's 5204 subscribers so if any of you that are listening if you know any physicians or professors or doctors of medicine or whatever in any university that would be interested in hearing any of this at the very least please send them this episode i will put the previous episode in the description of part one we'll call this part two and I don't know who would, but I can email to past guests I've had on here, doctors and things, and let's get the ball rolling. And this podcast started 18 months ago with me above my parents' garage yelling at a camera. And now it's here with a good camera, good microphone, talking to Dr. Ken Alabeck. Baby steps do work. Sometimes it just takes a year and a half to do it. This is episode 502. So little tiny steps, it does build up. So let's get the ball rolling. And Maybe in 2023, we'll look back and we'll be like, wow, we had spectacular success. Maybe not. Maybe we'll fail horribly. I don't think we'll fail. I think we'll succeed. Uh, Tommy, I see your future. You're young, let me say, just you uh, understand, I mean, 
uh, how to ask good questions, correct questions. In my opinion, you'll be successful. To me, I'm sorry, I'm using you at this point. No, no. I'm using you just to provide, let me say, my, uh, let me say, my message to parents. And uh, actually, two, uh, two messages. One, one message to parents, another to scientists. And okay, guys, I don't need your money. And it's just uh, the only thing I'd like to do, just to help, and then you talk to other people and tell about your experience. Yeah. This is the only thing I need. Yeah. For the universities, I, mean, I would be absolutely happy, uh, I mean, uh, to speak whatever place. I mean, this is, uh, I'm ready to, to accept any hit. I mean, just, I'm ready for any talk with anybody. The only thing is what kind of audience it's, it's absolutely fine. And I'm ready to go to say to uh, some other countries, to Canada. I mean, just uh, uh, I mean, to any state, to United States, to any university, and we'll be happy to talk about this. Well, it's like you said to me in the email before the second episode. You said, "Ask me questions mercilessly." You said, "Don't get, don't let me prepare." You said, "Just." tear it away and that's the sign of a confident scientist and second of all you said at this point you're using me hey, i'm using you too i'm getting good episodes you're using me for a platform it's a, hey, it's a mutual it's a symbiosis it's not a parasite it's a symbiosis mutual usage it's hey, it's mutual bet you scratch my back i scratch yours i'm getting episodes you're getting a platform hey it's all good in the neighborhood to me but I, I know you got to go. I've kept you for five minutes longer. I'll send you an email. We'll set up a, we'll, we'll do another episode. We can aim for next week and um, we'll get back to it. And in the meantime, please, anybody that's listening, please comment. If you know any physicians or professors who would be interested, I will do my part and try to email it to people. You do the same for you and let's, let's get it rolling. It, it might take a year or two, but let's, let's get the ball rolling. And I think it will work. Okay, great. All right. Thank you, Dr. Albeck. God bless. God bless America. Stay safe, everybody. Dr. Albeck, I'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Recording stopped.